بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمدين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسير لأمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم افتف علينا حكمتك وانشر علينا من خزائن برحمتك يا أرحم الرحيمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله الحمد لله الحمد لله and all praises are due only and solely to Allah سبحانه وتعالى and we send our salutations to the best of mankind which is the Prophet My dear listeners, welcome to the first episode of a subset of the Chronicles of Islam which is the Mystic Podcast Well, for this episode on the first episode, I should say, we will be talking about a certain word which is called optimistic. And really, this is something so profound and much needed by everyone. And if you Google it, optimism, optimistic or optimism means being hopeful and confident in a situation or something. Being optimistic means one is always happy and positive about in most situations, I should say. And of course, the opposite of being optimistic is being pessimistic, correct? Where one is always focusing on the negative details of situations every time. And, and we have seen or been with people who are like this, you know, very pessimistic about every single thing that happens in their life. So, how are we going to overcome this? How are we going to be optimistic in our daily lives? And this is something, or I should say, a bit of a skill needed in order to do this. Now, as Muslims, we ought to already feel optimistic about our life. Why? Because really, being a, Muslims is, being a Muslim is already a blessing on its own. You know, I was thinking about this and I, I remembered being sad a few times. Of course, we are humans and we always feel down or sad or depressed or whatever. You know? and, and then there will be people coming up to you, you know, posting to you on WhatsApp or Instagram, you know, putting all those Tumblr kind of posts and then there's ayahs of the Quran which they share things like uh, ayat like la tahzan inna allaha ma'ana you know uh, verily don't be don't be sad because verily Allah is with you or you have ayat of the Quran that goes inna ma'al usri yusra fa inna ma'al usri yusra inna ma'al usri yusra verily with every hardship comes ease and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that surah repeated that ayat twice and also, we also have certain ayats that goes by this. Allah does not burden a soul more than what it can bear. MashaAllah. You know, all these ayats are talking about optimism. You know, all these ayats are talking about how we can overcome a certain negative aspect of our life or that, that pessimism that we have in our life in order to become optimistic. And if we just reflect very simply on all this ayah, a lot of them talk, talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How La Tahzan in Allah ma'ana states that because Allah is with you, and La Yukallifullahu nafsan illa us'aha, because Allah shall not burden a soul more than what it can bear. It is talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now this is the catch. I feel that in our daily lives as Muslim, we don't really pay attention to who our God really is, you know, who our Lord really is. And what is his attribute and what he can do for us. Many a times we want Allah to simply answer our prayers on the spot, immediately. 
You know, if we are sad, we always question, why Allah, why do you put this burden onto me? You know, and, and all these things that we just want Allah to solve of all of our problems. You know, if we are poor, we just want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to drop this big house, a bungalow maybe from the sky, or a Ferrari that comes up right at your car park the next day that you wake up from sleep. You know, and, and if we are sick, we want to we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to immediately, you know, eradicate this sickness and, and make us healthy and whole or maybe as strong as Superman. You know, I don't know. You know, we always have this pessimism in us. So when when I was reading up the Quran and you know doing a bit of research on this topic, and I think it's a really interesting topic because it is something that I myself, you know, feel strongly about it. And 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 as as I go through my daily lives, I see a lot of people actually need this optimism to go through their da daily struggles. And and as I was reading and you know pondering, I, I found out this surah, you know this this surah which is so simple yet so profound. And allow me to read. The whole surah. A'uz billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanir Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqeem. صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. آمين. صدق الله العظيم. And if you have not guessed it already, yes, it is Surah Al-Fatihah. ما شاء الله. Surah Al-Fatihah, my dear listeners, it's it's this surah that every time you open the first page of the Al-Quran, you will be greeted by this surah. You know, every time you pray, every time you and I pray, every time we pray, I should say, we recite this surah up to 17 times a day. Of course, you know, a Muslim who prays five times will read this surah a minimum of 17 times a day. You know, Surah Al-Fatiha is really synonym with any Muslims around the world, with most, or I should say, all Muslims around the world. You know why? Because I strongly believe, and I have, and you know, it, it happens that. If you go to any part of the world, you know, and you meet a Muslim or brother and sister, let's say, you know, I'm from Singapore and, you know, I meet someone in Nigeria, let's say, you know, and I read part of the Surah Al-Fatiha, I am sure and I'm confident that brother or sister can complete that recitation for me. Because this is a Surah where it is much needed in your daily prayer. And if you do not read this Surah, my dear brothers and sisters, your prayer is null and void. It's not accepted. It is a rukun. It is something that is wajib for every Muslim to actually memorize and read this surah. MashaAllah. So again, when I read this surah and I, and I was reading this, the meanings behind it, and I was like, this could be the answer to having optimism. You know, I was, I was thinking of situations where some, something bad happened and all of us will go like, uh, sabar brother, you know, be patient brother, be, be patient sister, you know, every little thing, whether your cat died, you know, someone will come to you and say, be patient. You know, whether your relative died, you know, someone will come, be patient. You know, whether you lose your money or, you know, you get robbed, everybody will tell you, be patient. Really? Seriously? How much can someone be patient? Of course, unless we have that patience, unless we have the optimism with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will know the quality or then we will understand the value of that patience that we need to have in order to achieve in order to uh, overcome all our hardships, inshallah. So, 
But I would like to, you know, refocus our. I would like to realign our focus today. You know, I'm not going to go through the whole of Surah Al-Fatiha. No, I'm going to go through the first four, the first four ayahs of Surah Al-Fatiha. First four ayat only, because why? The first four ayah is attributing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala who He really is, and the last three ayah is actually based. It's it's more of a du'a from us to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So I'll be focusing on the first four ayat of the surah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم My dear listeners That is optimism at its most profound This ayah which means In the name of Allah The most beneficent and the most merciful Talks about the greatest characteristic Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And this characteristic Is the one that is most talked about Even in the whole of the Al-Quran Allah's greatest attribute or characteristic is about Him being Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the most merciful Lord. You know, every time I hear about uh, people talking about Islam nowadays, you know, legend, I would say legend says it, legend says it, that Islam is a religion that likes to torture and inflict pain on people. You know why? Because the ayat that these people read or is being shared tremendously is about how the hellfire is such, the hellfire is hot, you know, uh, you'll be tortured in hellfire, blah, 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 blah. But they tend to overlook, I would say, which is the greatest attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is His mercy, mashallah. You know, this attribute or this characteristic that we learn or we know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is His mercy, it ultimately means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us hope. You know, about giving someone the will to live, to live life, even when all else seems to fail. You know, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is always Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is the merciful God. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually reassures us with this one simple ayat that He is the merciful God and one that we can pin our hopes, our aspirations, our dua, our whatever we want, and even to the extent our fears. You know, we can tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all that. Because he is merciful and he will listen to us. And then we go to the second ayat. And this is rather interesting. The second ayat goes like this. Alhamdulillah, alamin. And that means all praises and thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Lord of Alameen. That means the Lord of mankind, genes and all that exist. You know this ayat? Shows how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really, really great. That He is the God of the universe. Not just for the earth, but for the entire universe. Do not be like stuck under the rock or something, you know, like you think that this earth is so huge and there's nothing else other than the earth. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, there are this dunya or this, this whole thing that we live in is so vast. And let me give you a bit of an example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shared in the Al-Quran Allah SWT said in Surah An-Najm uh, The verse 49 This is interesting Allah SWT said وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ رَبُّ الشِّعْرَ And the meaning of this ayat says Allah exalted, he be, exalted be He The Lord of Sirius And this is not like Harry Potter Like Sirius Black or something No But it's actually Allah SWT If you want to know Sirius is the brightest star In earth's night sky Just in earth's night sky it is eight times larger than the fireball we call the sun. And it is ten million times larger than the earth. 
and and really it, it, it is mind blowing to note that there are even more stars which includes Antares or Kafi or I should say I'm I'm not really sure. No, this goes like C A P H I. I don't know. I would pronounce it as Cappy, maybe. Alright, but why am I sharing this? You know, it is to show how little or how minute we have become in this vastness of this universe, and yet Allah addresses us through the Al Quran. Allah addresses us individually, and by by doing so, He states His characteristics and beautifully injects what He is capable of. And he doesn't, you know, belittle us in any way. You know, each and every one of us can open the Al-Quran and each and every one of us can receive a different feel to it because based on why we open up the Quran and why we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah, it's really mind-blowing. It is so mind-blowing with regards to this ayah that seriously, I really need a break right now. Um, I'll be back soon for part two of this podcast, inshallah. So stay tuned. Don't go away. You know, just keep plugging your headpiece or earphones inside, inshallah. We'll be back. Welcome back to the first episode of um, the optimistic uh, title that we have today. You know, uh, I left at the second ayat of Surah Al-Fatiha and I just do a quick reminder before we move on to the third ayah, which is the first ayat talks about, the first ayat is Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, which talks about the attribute of Allah, which is the most merciful, and then Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, which talks about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of everything. You know, universe, mankind, genes, and whatnot. You know, every single thing. So we come back to the third ayat, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala repeats Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, which talks again about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's characteristics or His attribute, which is the most merciful. MashaAllah. Again, giving us this optimism about our religion, optimism about the faith we are putting in Him. You know, an optimism that our God, our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really cares about us. You know, a God who takes care of everything, yet He is subtle enough or He can cater or He's caring individually for us. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really the most merciful God. You know, so in the fourth ayah, and this is rather interesting, it goes with Maliki Yawmiddin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this ayah, in this ayah says, he is the only owner of the day of recompense or the day of resurrection or Yawmil Qiyamah as we know it. And if we look at it, you know, Yawmil Qiyamah is a day of chaos. And, and, and whatever that comes with Yawmil Qiyamah is something the human mind cannot comprehend. You know, we have movies like, what was that movie? 2012, we have movies like day after tomorrow or end of days and whatever, you know, these movies depicting the end of world. You know, and it shows that people believe, you know, not even Muslims believe that one day this dunya will end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in this Surah Al-Fatiha, fourth ayah, Malik Yawmiddin, that I am the owner of this day of chaos. I am this owner of Yawmil Qiyamah. You know, in a day of chaos, it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has control over it. You know, in this day of chaos, 
where we have to systematically go through, you know, if you look at it, you know, we have to systematically go through a process in order to be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A process. Despite all the chaos, it is actually all systematically provided or systematically readied by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we are talking about billions and billions of people from the time of Adam alayhi salam up to the last man here on planet earth and every single thing that we know and yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have control Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows every single detail of, of everything that is happening no, mashallah, tabarakallah. so but then the question that some people ask is how do I stay optimistic you know how do I stay optimistic knowing the the horror or what is going to happen or the negative aspect of Yawmil Qiyamah that I am going to be judged what if I have done so many sins you know I can't repent you know I have done so many sins how is Allah going to accept me how am I going to go to Jannah might as well I just do what I want in this dunya and suffer later in Yawmil Qiyamah my dear brothers and sisters let us not have that kind of mentality the moment that you Decide not to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shaitan's biggest price. You know, shaitan actually wins. And, and, and allow me to sidetrack just a little and, and share with you this, this thing called shaitan. You know, shaitan's biggest weapon that he has against us and that he will use against all of us is his whispering techniques. Really, that's about it. You know, we thought shaitan is the devil with the fork and all that, you know, like how near Manchester United has a devil on their logo and stuff. Uh, sorry, not Manchester United, but you know, the devil we, we see or we perceive as. It's only a thing that can whisper, the great whisper, and they always succeed. And if you know, the devil doesn't work in a way that tells you, please do not pray, my brother. You know, praying is bad for you. No, the devil, you know, puts in things that will make you stray away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Things that are, is enjoyable to you and me, but it's not beneficial. You know, and that is something that we need to move away from the, from, we need to move away from shaitan's whispering. And how? We, then we need to build this optimism towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I would love to share one beautiful ayat. And if we think or we feel for once that we have so many sins that Allah cannot eradicate it, allow me to share. Surah Al-Furqan, ayat 70. Verse 70, I should say. A'uzu billahi minash-shaytanir rajim. Illa man taba wa amana wa amila amalan saliha fa'ulaika yubaddilullahu sayyatihim hasanat Except for those who repent, believe and do righteous work, for them Allah will replace their evil deeds with good. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. MashaAllah. Remember the word Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Rahim. Here in this ayah, Allah says Ghafur Rahim. He is the most forgiving and merciful. And he states in this in this wonderful surah, wonderful verse is accept for those who repent accept that means if you have done sins you and me we do sins all the time we are humans you have to repent you have to go back to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you cannot tell yourself that you have too many sins that allah cannot eradicate it look at this ayah as a proof this ayah this verse is the biggest proof that if you actually repent you believe in allah and what he can do and you do righteous work that means you have to do good deeds you know 
for them Allah will replace their evil deeds or their sins with good deeds with good with pahala with barakah mashallah such profound this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he can do for us and if I allow me to share one more ayat which is still in suratul furqan but the ayat next to it which is Allah and he who repents and does righteous deeds and just righteousness does indeed turn to Allah with accepted repentance so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept your repentance if you actually do the above. You know, you repent, you believe, and you do righteous deeds, mashaAllah. So even towards Yawmil Qiyamah, where all of us will, will go through this process, you know, we can still have hope and belief and optimism in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He will be the Lord, the God that will save us from all these uh, issues, all this negativity and all that. You know, and, and thus, I would like to conclude. And I would like to conclude what we have shared today. And, and, and a quick process is we shared four verses of the Al Quran based on Surah Al Fatiha. And if you must know, Surah Al Fatiha, the first four ayah, talks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His strength and His attributes and all that. And so I want to remind us again, in the, the four ayah, sorry. It's Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen, Ar Rahmanir Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. And now, you know, when we step into our next prayer after this, after listening to this podcast, and it's maybe Zohor or Asar for you, you know, we step knowing that we know who our Lord is. And when we pray, when we are going to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we say the takbir, and when we read the Surah Al Fatiha, it will be different for us. Because now, we know that we are communicating with the Lord that we have talked about a moment ago. You know, my dear listeners, really, some of us, like I said in the beginning, may feel that we are struggling in this dunya and we really feel like giving up. And this is something normal because we are humans and we are weak. You know, but let us take a moment and take a deep breath, really, take a moment right now and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a merciful Lord, is with us all the way. A Lord that will not leave us Whether it's good or bad He will not leave us And a merciful Lord Who wants us to ask And He wants us to ask from Him And seek everything and anything from Him Because He is also the Lord That knows everything and anything about you And He just wants you to ask from Him You know, let us also refocus Like what I shared earlier About the wonderful surah That we read on a daily basis and inshallah, our hearts will be at ease knowing that the one that cares for us, despite taking care of the entire universe, is there for us, who is our Lord, which is our Lord, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us all, and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this is beneficial for me and for all of us, and I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He blesses all our deeds that we do. And inshallah, remember, if you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you know what is Allah capable of, inshallah, that optimism will fill you up automatically, inshallah. Allahu a'lam bisawab, wa billahi tafiq wal hidayah, wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.